unable to lose herself in the store. When she'd struggled to meet the school fees for her two children, her clients from the store had rallied round to give her extra out-of-hours work. Even the new man in her life, Ed, though he understood not one shred about fashion, understood completely the importance of the store in Annie's life. But she was about to leave, leave her job and her monthly commission, not to mention her regular bonuses for best saleswoman, and her hugely tempting staff discount, the kind of discount which meant there were labels she could previously only have dreamt about hanging in her wardrobe, and the staff who had become best friends. Annie was about to walk away from it all, because she had been offered the perhaps once-in-a-lifetime chance to become a real, live TV star. Oh, yes! She still had to pinch herself to believe it. After two auditions and a screen test, finally the call had come. Now Annie and her ridiculously wealthy client-turned-friend Svetlana Wisniewski were going to be the makeover gurus on a new Channel 5 show, Wonder Women. Well, OK, to be honest, Annie wasn't wildly enthusiastic about the series' name either, but... Maybe there was still time for a rethink. The shopping bags in the corner of Dr Yasmin's office contained the framework of the TV presenter wardrobe Annie had bought for herself today in a six-hour non-stop retail session. Inside the bags, two from the store, one from Prada and one from H&M, was the culmination of nine years of shopping expertise. In expectation of the money she was about to earn, Annie had allowed herself to buy several amazing treasures, like the complicated ankle boots from the best shoemaker in London and the jewelled leather long lace sandals by inimitable Mew Mew. Then there were the slightly more practical items, scoop-necked tops, beads and bracelets from H&M, a pair of vibrant, stretchy dresses by her favourite American designer, and two architectural, nipped-in, whisper-it, Westwood jackets. She'd also chosen sling-backed red patent pumps for her walking briskly from shop to shop with the women she'd be making over, and an extravagant bright blue, creamily soft, Chloe silk shirt. But the most wonderful purchase of all was the Prada skirt, wrapped up in layers of tissue paper as carefully as a museum exhibit. The kind of skirt that you didn't get your hands on just by turning up at the Prada shop and hoping for the best. No way. She'd been on the waiting list for that pleated, crinkled, dip-dyed fashion masterpiece for seven weeks, knowing full well it would fly out of the doors without ever hitting a hanger. Everything she'd bought was vibrant and colourful, because she knew television drank in colour, and she suspected that the women she'd be making over would be dressed in the dowdy, sludgy colours of the unconfident or fashion inexperienced. The shopping trip had cost, well, including the Jimmy Choo ankle boots, oh, my lord, just over £4,000. Then the Botox with snazzy Dr Yaz, another £600. Ouch. Ed had warned her. He'd told her not to get too carried away with the TV presenter preparations until she knew exactly how much money she was going to be paid and exactly how long the job would go on for. But it had been hard not to get very, very excited. Channel 5. 
And had the producer, Donny, call me Finn, Finnegan, not told her over and over again how much potential he could sense in Wonder Women, had he not bandied about the phrases like bigger than Trini and Susanna and look out, Gokwan. Filming was due to start in just a few weeks, so really she had to have something to wear. Finn was just waiting to hear the final details of the commission, and he'd promised to get back to Svetlana and Annie this afternoon. So just as soon as Dr Yaz had finished with her instruments of torture, Annie was going to meet Svetlana, so that they could be together when the news arrived. Come to my house, Svetlana had drawled on the phone in her rich and melodious Ukraine beauty meets serious Mayfair Millions accent. Your house, Annie had echoed with surprise, although Svetlana had rarely bought so much as a belt without Annie's...